Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. I hope you enjoyed last weekend, uh, last uh, last uh, Juneteenth. I, 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 it's a holiday, uh, and I uh, I had a great time. And I'm going to bring my uh, my local guest in here. He's going to be in for a few minutes to uh, give us an update. Uh, he might have something to say about uh, Juneteenth and all of that, but. I thank you for listening out there, uh, and also make t- check out our podcast that's posted after uh, after the show. All right, hey, Mr. Rye, how you doing, Mr. Harry? Well, you know, I, I'm good. I'm good. You know, hey, you know, any day you wake up, you know, and you're not on a respirator, you can negotiate everything else. It's just it's it's wonderful after coming out of COVID. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, I hear you. I, I'm like that. But you mentioned uh, Juneteenth. Uh, my family. I was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, and Shreveport is right on the Texas-Arkansas border. As a matter of my fact, my wife's relatives, who are from southern Louisiana, say that the, the Black folks in Shreveport and northern Louisiana might as well be from Texas. So we, <laughs> cel- we celebrated Juneteenth uh, in Louisiana. I remember I, I moved to Seattle when I was in the sixth grade, but we did celebrate Juneteenth. And uh, when I did come to Seattle, every now and then you might he- hear somebody mention it, but there was no activities it was largely unnoticed, except for my my cousins and uh, other friends from Texas would also do a little something on it, and uh, it was just good now to be acknowledged. As a matter of fact, I just posted something my daughter dug up Angela, uh, my great grandmother, my uh, mother's grandmother, uh, was born on June nineteenth, eighteen sixty five. Oh wow, Julia Isn't McMillan, that amazing. Yeah, yeah Julia, cool. Julia McMillan, and. Uh, she took uh, the father of her five children's name, who was a white man by the name of Napoleon Macmillan, and uh, he had a he was a musician. He had a band. He taught music. He had a, a white family in uh, in Texas, and then his, he had a, a twin brother by the name of Bonar- uh, Bonaparte, and he also had a white family in Texas, a black family. So uh, next month, between uh, the thirteenth and the seventeenth. There's going to be a reunion of both sides of the Macmillans. Oh, okay. Uh, Bonaparte, Bonaparte spelled his name uh, M-I-N, and Napoleon was M-A-N. So, and uh, my brother, when my grand- great-grandmother passed, my brother got copies of letters like dated 1898. Uh, uh, Kiss the children's for me. I'm going to send, send you some money the first of the month. Then they had a little, little school they went to, uh, and it was kind of funny because my grandmother, my mother's mother, fell in love with a baseball player who loved the country. And uh, the rest of her brothers and sisters and her mother uh, stayed in the city. And she said, I wish I would go out with them hogs and cows and mules with Pearl. She can go out to the woods if she wants to. So it was funny because she was the only one out of that family uh, that went uh, and lived uh, out in the country, so to speak. And I went out there replete with outhouses and all that. But, you know, but... Uh, that was the, the Juneteenth and a little bit about my, my history, especially when we talk about Juneteenth and my great-great-grandmother was born on Juneteenth on the Liberation Day in 1865. Oh, that's amazing. Well, I know that's going to be a big celebration, you know, I mean, when the families of both sides get together, you know, I think that's that's good. Yeah, you I know, put every, all that on Facebook, uh, including uh, even a, a, a picture of her tombstone, uh, really? Mellon, and also a picture of her. And I, my my daughter said you forgot to put put the picture of her and uh, her and Napoleon up, so I got to put that <laughs> on the next. So I mean, you know, they were taking pictures back in. in <laughs> yeah, they were taking pictures. You know that yeah. because I've seen a lot of the pictures. I uh, 
But your your situation was different. I mean, your history there is different. I didn't know about Juneteenth because I grew up in Florida. And uh, and D. Charlene, I'm going to have her daughter. I'm going to reach out to her daughter to be on my show next month. Just talk about the history of D. Charlene uh, uh, and give some uh, give some give some props to her for what all she did. She used to beat me up all the time because I didn't know about it. I said, D. Charlene, we didn't have nothing. We wouldn't watch night. We were we were we were praying and, and watching and praying for Lincoln to sign the paper. I grew up going to AME Church and and we went to church on New Year's Eve. And we were praying past yep. midnight. And, um, and she said, well, you ought to know. And then, you know, she went to, you know, she had the, I mean, had the uh, Juneteenth parade and uh, all of this stuff yeah, for well, many I, years. I, yeah, in the parks, she'd have events at the park, and I had participated in quite a few of them. Right. Yeah, you know, and uh, and I think today that uh, it is a, a national holiday. Uh, and uh, to me, that that just trumps, uh, uh, that no pun intended, uh, the uh, critical race uh, uh, argument because really and truly it, it defines it right there i mean you know so so it had to exist it had to be horrible Two hundred fifty thousand people i uh, uh, was i uh, got to know that they were free but a lot of them didn't have no place to go so a lot of them probably stayed in the same situation the i mean they, right. they stayed on the plantation because where were they going to go that's and again right. you know that's when they opened the doors especially in louisiana you know i mean after slavery they opened the doors uh, for the italians to come in so uh, that's how you got the Italians there, because they weren't going to give the Negroes a job uh, 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 coming out of slavery at all. I mean, you know, Mississippi still won't. So, uh, so anyway, uh, it's, it's a know, great uh, history. Reverend Harry, I just want to say one thing that, uh, you know, recognizing uh, our 254 years of slavery, recognizing that, recognizing that Juneteenth, 1865, was Liberation Day for African descendants of the United States enslaved, that should be justification enough uh, to immediately start doing something in a form of reparations. Uh, yeah. The government got a responsibility, but also the private sector. I mean, there needs to be a, a, in every federal agency, there should be a department dedicated to the well-being and assistance and guidance for African descendants of the United States and slaves. We know who we are. We know who, how, we, how long we've been here. We know who we came from. That's right. That's we right. know that. But on the other hand, we have all these young black men making trillions of dollars for universities, the NFL, and the NBA, and little of that money is coming back. They get paid well, which they should be, because they're generating all the money. But, you know, like the University of Washington, oh, we, we don't have affirmative action. Well, you have four out of the five players on the basketball team are black. On the football team, uh, six to eight of the players are, are black, and maybe nine on defense. So there should be some payback uh, they're making money on the backs of these young black players. The same thing with the NFL and the NBA. There should be a provision to have 10% of all the contracts, including the University of Washington and CLU, go to black-owned companies. There should be deposits made in, in black-owned banks. Uh, you know, I, 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 like I said, it's it's totally ridiculous to have young black men generating trillions of dollars and the black community suffering for the lack of economic participation. So I hope that message goes out loud and clear. You know, well, you know, I mean, but the, but the black caucus could do more. I mean, you've been talking about having that. that I mean, uh, they're in a power position to do more, uh, uh, and uh, and the people who are in that position ought to be doing more. I mean, because you've been talking about this for a while, and and it's not getting the traction that 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 that's necessary. I agree with you. Uh, uh, you know that, uh, that that all of that is due to us, yeah, you know, uh, and, but, but also, I, I think I want to go back to Chase Manhattan, 
But what about all the build, uh, uh, businesses that got started during slavery? They still around today. Oh, Chase absolutely. Manhattan, Chase Manhattan Bank was there uh, writing insurance policies on the slaves. Exactly. <laughs> oh, exactly. I mean, they, they, when you really look at it, every all aspects of society, and we're talking about what Chase talking about right now. Right. The last NC2A tournament and a latter part of March and April, you would see four or five young black men playing for these teams, and not two black student, uh, two black faces in the student section. So you know, well, you know I mean, critical to say it, it, we can't still, let African American students in because there's no affirmative action, and then turn right back around. You find out a way to get the blacks in there that can make you some money. Well, so it's, it's going to be a ruling coming out this week, though. I mean, uh, the uh, the uh, Supreme Court alert says it's going to be a ruling this week around affirmative action. So uh, uh, I, we might uh, be surprised that, uh, not surprised because uh, 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 Clarence is still there, uh, but uh, it might take a little, uh, take, take back something else. So we might have to do another route. Some of these black players might have to go play at some of these black schools. I mean, we don't know what this ruling is coming out. I mean, it's one that's coming out this week uh, that, that we're going to, uh, that's going to affect the uh, affirmative action uh, because the pushback now is a lot of the uh, Asian students in, uh, in that community believe that, you know, that it's unfair. Uh, uh, and uh, and they've had, uh, they've been in the country since the late uh, uh, 1880s, uh, uh, but uh, they came in after slavery. Uh, well, you know, we have to look at, we have to look at what happened to the LA City Council. The council chair, the, the, the president of the AFL-CIO and another council member We'll sit back and talk about how, how they could disadvantage black people. And you know, it re reminds me of when folks came back here from Vietnam, the, some Vietnamese in Orange County became more conservative than anybody you ever met. So uh, as I told people before and people got upset, there's no reason for blacks in the military, men and women to be stationed around the world fighting for somebody else's freedom when we're not free right here and haven't received what we're due. But well, we have not received it, uh, uh, and that's a great pushback. I mean, you got the Cubans down in Florida. You know, they're all conservative, uh, 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 and, and you know they, they have a special uh, immigration where they they get a green card within six to eight weeks when they come to America. No other group does that. There's a special provision for the Cubans when they come in. So you know, it's been this it's been this story. But uh, we might have to just band together in a, in a different way because I uh, and all of this stuff. But uh, uh, what are you working on here locally? Are you working on anything? Well, actually, uh, we're going to be form, and we're going to be getting in touch with you about uh, uh, on August 28th is the 60th anniversary of the 19th. It is, because I've March been out of high school 60 years. Where I, know, I always do. Yes. Uh, Rustin, A. Philip Randolph, yes. Peter Wilkins, and uh, the folks uh, organized that. 250,000 people. Didn't one person get shot? There were no violence. No Just, violence. The no, same thing with the Million Man no, March. No. I also attended that. And uh, so we're going to have a... And they didn't leave no break. money there either. If they yeah, did, we, they stayed at Black people's homes. There was no hotel accommodation, no buses. I mean, they, you know, I mean, look, I mean, I'm so... I'm glad that I came along at that period of time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll be we'll be reaching out to some folks. Oh, good. Definitely, Doc, and I keep reminding people, Martin Luther King Jr. was first and foremost a Baptist preacher. <laughs> then he was an activist. He got us our rights. And people got to remember, and that when 1964 Civil Rights Act was passed, it was passed for Black people. When the 1965 right. Voting Rights Act, it was passed for Black That's people. That's for Black people. And now and we have to claim we that. Have we have people to claim like that. Donald Trump's people trying to use everybody else against us 
But that's right. what, and that's what, that's what uh, Ron DeSantis, that Nia, aka Mussolini, don't want people to know what contributions Black folks have made. That's the whole thing. They don't want. We're gonna make them feel bad. They should feel bad. We was. How do you think we felt? We was enslaved for 254 years. Not to mention the, the even going to war and segregating units, and then coming but, back. But, but, but the other part of that. But the other part of that, his ancestors came after. Every his ancestors came at uh, uh, 1909. I and mean, still so a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So I think what we need to do is to know our history and to teach it in our kids. One other thing I want to let you know before before we go is down in Florida now they're doing Saturday schools because I got a list of the uh, of the, of the books uh, and they're asking people to send books to Florida and and so this is what the black people are doing because some of us remember we're gonna have to this is another fight. I mean, and uh, we got we got a lot more people on the other side that, that that look like us and other people who might be joining them. So, uh, people in Florida are making are making a uh, way to be able to teach their own kids uh, on Saturday yeah. schools. And all these young folks with the, with the access to technology, just Google anything about Black history and it'll come up. You can get full details and share it with other folks that are around you. Well, but also they need to sometimes put in Negro history because a lot of times when they change the word Negro and I, and, and took it out, somehow history is not there. So that's the other thing that we're going to have to really be concerned about. But, you know, Mr. Right. White, it's always a pleasure to get you on. But I'm excited about the 60 years of the March on Washington well, because I, I was just finished in high school. August 28th. That's right. Well, I always remember that. August 28th, because uh, that was 100 years after Lincoln signed the paper. Yep. 100 yep. years after Lincoln signed the papers when I graduated from high school. I said, oh, my goodness. All right. All right. And so thank okay. you for coming on to give us an update, uh, Mr. Wright. And I, I, you're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host from Walden. I'll be right back. I'll be bringing my next guest on. Thank you. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Did you know 76% of Americans are concerned they won't have a secure retirement? BeAPlanner.com shows how private real estate partnerships can increase current cash flow and retirement savings. There are three options to control your 401 and IRAs, but only one will double your retirement lifestyle. BeAPlanner.com for the Be A Planner Show with CPA Nathan Ross. Be sure and catch the Be A Planner Show every Tuesday at 5 p.m., Right here on KKNW. The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, Visit us at virtueshealing.com today. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Oh, good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. It's my joy to be on there, and I, and I thank all my supporters who keep me there. And you know what? Our show is about Lean On Me. I mean, you know, that's a great song, Eric. Thank you so much. You always did, choose good songs. I'm going to bring my next guest on. I'm excited. First time. 
uh, for Beatitude, uh, uh, Zachary G. Jones, uh, uh, to be on, on Mother's Justice Show. Uh, I'm excited about our conversation that we're going to have today. Uh, and I like learning new things, so new information. And this is cool. And uh, sometimes I, I do a lot of work with uh, uh, police accountability work, but then sometimes I do esoteric uh, uh, and a new, you know, whatever kind of show. And today is a, this is a different type of show, and I'm excited. So welcome, uh, Beatitude. Did uh, 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 this call you Beatitude? Is that correct? That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Thank you, and thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Well, yes, 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 yes. Well, I know I know a little bit about the uh, about 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 the ministry because I knew the the, the late uh, uh, Gwen Hall, uh, Reverend Gwen Hall. She's a friend of mine, and then I was part of the church uh, when she passed away. But uh, so it's just I'm so excited. I've read about it, and it's been around for a long time. So why uh, would you just come on and just just let's get engaged about this? Because I my hope my son, my young, my oldest boy, he's in spirit. Uh, uh, but you know, spirit mm. is just beyond view. They didn't go anywhere. That's <laughs> right. That is not true. Just beyond view. <laughs> what, a, what what an attitude! Absolutely, but true. Uh, yeah, because they didn't go anywhere. I mean, we were That's programmed right. to believe they went somewhere. How could they ever go somewhere? The spirit is always there. It never goes away. And love is forever. Love and is so forever. Yes. Yeah. And yesterday, when they had the gay pride uh, uh, parade here, and uh, my my son lived his whole life out uh, as a gay. As a gay boy, man, uh, man, and that, that was time in the eighties when uh, when things was tough, you know. I mean, uh, it was tough, yeah. you know. I mean, uh, he kicked a lot of butt, <laughs> but he didn't take nothing, okay. Uh, and and uh, he knew he had a right to be here, uh, and so uh, I'm excited about the ministry. So let's get started. Okay, I'm all yours. All right then. So this ministry has been around for a long time. Yes, Unity Fellowship Church Movement started in 1982, mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's it has uh, seen its days. It you talked about an era where it was not easy to be who you are or who you were at the time for many, unfortunately, mm -hmm. who passed on. And right. um, you know it was started by a, a charismatic, a talented man by the name of Carl Bean who uh, lived his life as, uh, he's a product of the black church, and then lived his life uh, as an entertainer, uh, then turned uh, back to the black church to defend those who were outcasted sorely enough by the black yes. church. That's and right. so um, mm -hmm. an interesting circle, when we think about it, a circle of history. Uh, yes. And uh, so I get tapped into that uh, within five years of their conception. And wow. immediate um, friendship, uh, mentorship, uh, loveship, not uh, platonic lovers, but uh, uh, I did love him and just appreciated all of the experience that he brought to the to my life. And uh, we had uh, different paths, many similar, uh, but there was a synthesis that occurred in our early years that uh, extended our work now to as far as kenya africa kenya wow yeah i haven't been to the continent but my sons uh, have all been and my youngest son has lived 15 years off and on over there so in uh, in, in tanzania and and doing work on on east in eastern uh uh, 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 uh east africa so yeah 
Excellent, yeah. excellent, excellent. So you're familiar with, I mean, uh, Reverend Gwen Hall, who was yes. just a uh, power brand in and of herself. She, That's right. Um, she <laughs> had a very powerful message for liberation. Right. She right. had a womanist message yes, uh, for uh, women uh, on all levels, particularly Black women. Right. And uh, she was a very talented and charismatic speaker. That's right. Um, so she leaves Seattle with that legacy. And uh, it's interesting that we would still be there uh, uh, lifting the work that she started. Um, right. and, uh, yes, yes, I'm really proud of that and really glad that Deacon uh, Paul is carrying on that banner uh, that he never saw himself disconnected from. Well, and that, that's that, that's so, so good. I, I met Robin Hall before she became a pastor. I, mm -hmm. I don't know many years, uh, and uh, we had just uh, uh, we we just had a, a, a lot of things in common. I mean that uh, we were both in the spirituality. I mean, uh, uh, you know, because I'm I'm a dedicated uh, New Thought, New Age. I've, I've been involved with New Wonderful. Thought uh, uh, for over forty years, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, so that's where I live my life at, uh, and believing that 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 God is infinite and is everywhere present. It's never Absolutely. where you can go where God Absolutely. is not. So uh, that that's a different message than you get from a lot of the other places and it's okay uh, but it's 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 just my walk but i uh and um and i she started this ministry when um uh, when uh, the black church had turned their back on right. uh on black uh on black men uh who were dying uh uh and um turned their back so much they didn't even want to wouldn't even funeralize them uh, it's uh, true it's, and it's unfortunate that um the black church is suffering. I don't want to say because of that, but well, karma, yeah. is karma, karma is karma, right? <laughs> well, Who's unless you clean it up, you got to clean it up, though. But they didn't clean Who's it to up. Say, you know, but uh, the black church is suffering in attendance, in garnering the younger people to That's it. Right. That's right. Uh, it has lost millions, if not billions, of dollars. Um, and I, I would dare say that young people were witnesses to that's this right. sort of right. Uh, right. Right. turning one's back on. Uh, that's right. And that's what a lot of a lot of uh, uh, people who are anti, who are homophobic, as to call it. <laughs> homophobic. <laughs> you know they, don't real, <laughs> they don't realize that, you know, what you do to one group, it can spill over into so many other areas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Uh, and that of hate is just hate, period. That's right. But also, you're not going to go to bed straight tonight and wake up gay tomorrow. Now let's stop. So you ain't got no business being homophobic. You ain't, you ain't go. You're not going to just not going to eat a hamburger. Get up tomorrow and uh, and, and be gay. <laughs> I, I mean, really and truly. I mean, it's like, come on, bro. Stop it. Stop. Stop that madness. Okay. And no, they are not the other people. They are not that. They, they want to put. They want to put that p word on them that harms children. No, they're not. Right. You know that that, that, right. that that's the that's the Bible toting people. And a lot of places who have all of this harsh things to say, and then at the end, when the covers are pulled off, they're out there harming kids and doing stuff. See? Yeah. Well, well, that's true. But it's it's you know the saddest part about it, uh, Miss Harriet. I, I I don't. I'll call you Miss Harriet if that's okay. Well, no, um, I mean I'm Reverend Walden, but it's okay because you know call me Harriet. That's fine. Okay. I'm okay. Not, okay. Reverend Gardner. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll call yeah, you that. Because I uh, I became the. Uh, 
uh, the interim pastor for Sojourner Truth for six years. Oh, uh, no, after, after, oh, Reverend, after David, after Reverend Strong moved, uh, I kept. Okay. I was the last pastor that they when uh, when when they decided to, to, to take it to another That's level correct. in a different way. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, then we'll call you Reverend Clark. That's good, Reverend Walker. Yeah. All right. So, so my my thinking, the sad part about that is, you know, black people to harm any group of people to yes. judge any group of people based yes. on our history yes it's a travesty in and of itself it and is it just, it just and it even is. to borrow languages from that's other right. cultures to use it that's against right. your own that's right yeah. i don't know what i don't know if you call that homophobic it's got to be another name well but also it, I, yeah you're probably right about that but what you're saying is so true because really and and truly we turned away our own and so now we don't have no way to get our young people because they are out there harming one another. Uh, uh, and, I, and I really think that there's a correlation because they might've seen their grandparents or their mother uh, crying because their brother, because her brother might've been uh, in the gay community. And when he passed away from AIDS, the church would not funeralize him, see? Yeah, and that's no, what that's what Reverend Hall did. She funeralized so many people. And she, she, she funeralized my boy, wow. my boy. Wow. She, 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 she did that boy, you know? Yeah. Wow. You know? And it, it, was a, it was worthy work, and somebody got to write the book on what the black church did to gay people. I don't want to get involved because I don't want, I don't want you, I, I, you know, I always sort of make it clear that I'm not bashing the black church no, no, because I'm not either. the black I'm church not either. produced a right. lot of good in the world, it's, right? That's right. That's right. So we have Sam Franklin, we have. Whitney Houston, we have, and the list goes on. So, but, but what but we've given, what the Black Church has given to uh, the world, uh, far outweighs uh, any negative. I think because I'm a product of the Black Church, you are. But so, but so am I. But but so am I. But in the time when we needed the compassion, yeah, you know, you you measure people by compassion and kindness. Yeah. That's your doctrine. And so that doesn't take away all of their greatness, but yeah. it, at a particular time in the world, when we needed one another, they were silent. And uh, yeah. I, I, and that that's the piece, because I saw it here. I took in a lot of young men who got kicked out. I, I came home, so. I came home sometime, I wouldn't know who was in my house, because Hiram was there so. and he brought them home. But come on, go to my mama's house. And when I was up on, when I walk up the streets, they say, oh yeah, that's Hiram's mom. That, you know, everybody knew me as oh Hiram's mom. You know? Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we, we, look, we gay men, we love. I hate to generalize, but we love mothers anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. We yeah. love mothers, number one, <laughs> and number two, we love mothers who love us. Yes, and you know what? And I would always say, uh, Hiram was my greatest teacher. And then, you know, I'm not going to just take up the time about Hiram, but he's That's high okay. anyway. He's a That's all right. <laughs> Hiram, I. Uh, um, was my greatest teacher. And mm. one of the things Hiram taught me, um, Hiram increased my ability to be an unconditional lover. See, because what mother would not love her firstborn child? You know, Hiram mm. was my oldest boy. Mm. Uh, uh, he got to be there by himself for three years, you know, so he got to be kind of special. <laughs> before, before his uh, boy well, got kicked out. He had three other brothers and he was a great big brother for his brothers. Okay. Uh, okay. I, and uh, one of my sons one time made the mistake in calling him something else. And I said, don't you ever do that. I mm. said, you know, because I, you know, we, we don't, we don't play that here. 
Okay. And I had a little plaque on my door that said that we we honor all people from all nationalities, all religion, and all sexual orientation on my door. Love it. And uh, and uh, people, and if anybody came and had a problem with Hiram, they couldn't come back. How about that? And couldn't come back. But I told Hiram, I just didn't think that uh, same. I didn't think that people uh, uh, in same sex relationship should uh, should adopt children. And he looked mm. at me. He says, "Mom, I'm ashamed of you." He said, you would rather children to be in foster care than to be uh, in a home with a loving parent? I'm shame of you. And I said, oh, okay, well, I, I guess I better grow up. I love it. I, I guess I better grow up. So he grew me up. Okay. Good for him. He grew me yes. up. You yes. Yes. You know, he grew look, me and up. Look at all, and look at all the people you're reaching now. See there oh, yeah. how, how it connects? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, uh, and the other thing too, I wish that our community knew about the uh, two spirits in Native American, because it's a gentle way of looking at life. Sure, you know, it, it sure. really is, and uh, uh, and I and I got involved with that after he had passed on, but uh, you know, but uh, you know, but what I'm excited about for what what you bring is that you have a minister. I, I went to the website. It's a great. I mean. I mean, it was down in Orlando. I'm from Sanford, Florida, Seminole County, right next. I said, "What? Orlando, Florida? Florida, Florida? You didn't tell me Florida, Florida people?" Yes, we've, <laughs> we've been fortunate to spread our wings quite yes. broadly, and uh, you know, the fight goes on. Uh, I'm second generation in leadership, and uh, you know, very excited about expanding our work. Uh, we still have a lot of work to do. Someone asked me not too far back, and uh, they said, well, is Unity Fellowship still relative? And I sort of was perplexed by the question because I thought, well, maybe they think because we have gay marriage in some places that it's like all the work is done. And it's like, so I had to breathe a little bit. And explain to this person, well, quite certainly we are very relative. Uh, there are, we don't hear a lot of the things that happen on the ground in terms yeah. of families and in terms of our trans family members, our trans siblings, the uh, killings that occur in their communities on an ongoing basis. It doesn't make the news, doesn't make the six o'clock news, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Um, and of course, now the more publicized um, things that are happening across this country around um, supporting our youth who are coming into who they are uh, much sooner than others were allowed to. And uh, individualization and finding identity, which the beginning of any social justice has to do with identity. Right. Till you get your identity clear. Right. Until you solidify who you are in the world, right, and and understand that who I am and who people say I am can be two different things. That's right. Until That's you right. resolve that, you're just blundering around in the world and becoming very vulnerable to any and everybody. Right, right, right. And and also, I I see that you have so many different kinds of ministry. You have. You know, you got fitness. You you were talking about you know uh, men, uh, 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 you know masculinity and gentleness. I mean, it's uh, 
you know, it, it's just a variety of, of things uh, 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 that that I was really uh, express, uh, impressed with. I'm probably sure also probably have some kind of, uh, uh, you know, during COVID, I'm sure you must have had some kind of medical outreach too. I mean, some, you know, some parts of just going to see people uh, uh, because, you know, COVID was really rough on the black community because of a high, uh, more, uh, those uh, more comorbidities and, uh, you know, we haven't had any peace in 400 years. So no wonder we have high blood pressure and all of those things. Uh, plus all the other stress we live up under uh, and a lot of people, uh, a lot of black people died. I mean, sure. uh, and you know, uh, it's, it's interesting that uh, when COVID came, it had very, a lot of similarities to the HIV uh, epidemic. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for us, or at least for me, it wasn't hard to adapt to being in an environment where, you know, people were being challenged for their healing and challenged for uh, survival. Um, it, the, the differences are interesting. I think that that's probably a whole nother show for you to right, talk about yes. how those two lived experiences might be different. Right. Um, but yeah, to your point, we believe in the holistic um, sacredness of human life. Mm -hmm. And so we try to offer programs that will support that. Right. And uh, we also, I think it's very important to, uh, to say that HIV AIDS is still an issue with black, in the black community. Yes, it is. We are mm -hmm. still disproportionately infected. Our young people are still not uh, quite uh, at the level of education around that as they need to be or should be. Uh, we now have PrEP, we now have other, um, you know, sexual support in terms of sexual health and what right. that means. And so we've got a lot of work in that area to do while people are trying to control our voice and take away our first amendment to speak and, and that kind of thing. So there's a lot of work to my initial point around relativeness. There's a lot of work to be done. And there's a lot of people needed to do that work. Right. Um, you know, so while we're dealing with uh, disease and, and, and holistic health, we also, it's important to separate uh, our sexuality from disease challenge. Because right. for many years as a AIDS community dealing with AIDS, people thought those words to be synonymous. And so right. I think it's important that we thin slice that conversation as well right. uh, to be gay. It does not necessarily mean that you're diseased, uh, you know, and, and it's hard for people to, uh, you know, divide that out, but it's certainly worth saying. So we try to offer uh, co-factoring uh, factors that relate to our community, other issues around survival, around economics, around, uh, you know, uh, uh, literacy programs and all of it, because mm -hmm. we feel like it's very, very important to the advancement of our people. I agree with you. And you know what, I, before Bush one came by the president, hot button issues was not what people ran on. Uh, uh, but they but they recognized that you have a whole group of people out there, white evangelicals that uh, hijacked Christianity, uh, 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 that wasn't voting. And so they, they polled these people and what was important for them was the gay issue, uh, uh, the abortion issue, uh, but no bread and butter issue. They were not ever in, uh, 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 interested 
and higher pay, health insurance, good education, the things that make you, I mean, a good job I, I raises the level. When a man makes a good job, you know, you know, when a man or woman makes have a good paycheck, that 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 raises the level in the whole community because they get your hair, you go to barbershop more, go to beauty shop, you go out to dinner and all of this. So so when you have a good job, your 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 life is better. And mm. so they had they, they were not interested in those issues. And uh, when I grew up, I mean, I, my, my, I like to tell this story about my friend Sonny. Sonny was, uh, you know, in those days, they called them, they called them another name. They called them the S-Sissy's names. And, uh, and, and, but he was my friend. And I said, I said, I, I, I used to say that he, uh, he got me ready for hiring, but, uh, but he could sew very well. Okay. Didn't have a sewing machine. Uh, and I let Sonny come to my house and sew. And my grandmother, I was having beginning a cataracts. And so she said, somebody say, he's not a girl. I said, oh, mama, they don't know what they're talking about. Sonny could come. <laughs> so I defended Sonny. So Sonny, and he went on to be a fashion designer up in New York someplace. But, the, wow. but the, these issues was not center and front in our community. And then when Bush won and two, and then now the Republicans, are, the whole party campaign are hot button issues. And these are issues that go contrary to life, to living. Uh, 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 and, uh, and the Reverend Hall and I, we was going to do, before she passed away, we were going to do an anthology together, a straight woman wow. and a gay woman on who to love. You know, wow. I mean, why can somebody tell you who to love? You know, and wow. I always wow. wanted to think about that because somebody else came along and made it a hot button issue, but sure. didn't care if poor people had a, uh, insurance or uh, uh, food uh, and so you're going to use all of your resources uh, organizing against a group of people and you got a whole group of people who are hungry you know what I mean no I think I, I really appreciate you itemizing and, and leaning the conversation in that area because um, for one thing it's I think it's important and you know I'm a I'm on the end of the baby boomers. I'm 65. And of course, you know, we've always been the trailblazer. It's just baby boomers, period. And so I think we're going to do our aging process uh, <laughs> equally interesting like no other generation, right? And oh, so, yeah. um, so one of the things that in my response to the economics uh, literacy of our community is that what the, the thing that's happening in city to city, and I travel a lot throughout the country, is this gentrification whereby we're allowing uh, uh, groups of people and developers to come into community That's right. and to buy up property that and we must had and That's not right. see the value in That's buying right. low and selling high. And I just right. want to encourage your listeners, uh, whomever they are, because it's happening in all of these cities. It's like it is. they have a big convention and they all decided this is what we're going to do. That's right. They um, did. They did. But... They started that's right. They did. they did. So that's probably what happens at some of these conventions. But we really need to understand investments. I mean, I think right. we got the job thing or the kind of, we kind of branded that. We kind of, it was drilled to us and the lessons of our foreparents and the importance of that, uh, the longevity of security and those kinds of things. But our ideas and our understanding about investments just is very, very poor and, 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 and in need of uh, more information and the importance of uh, 
owning a piece of the rock in but order to have right. a voice. That's right. Because I feel That's like if right. you don't own a piece of the rock, your voice is just entertainment. That's all it That's is. Right. And, and, and people don't mind you entertaining, but when you own a piece of the rock, then you've got more than just words to right. say. And I think that that's very, very important. And we really need to pass that on to future generations. Well, now I agree with you because Seattle, uh, uh, we had a black mayor that brought in Weed and Seed. Weed and Seed mm -hmm. was a demonstrated project in 1992 that okay. was going to weed out people, weed out the good and seed in, the, read out the bad uh, and seed in the good. And what it was, it was a demonstration project uh, uh, that they only ran in the black community. Uh, uh, and uh, it, uh, it, it, it allowed, uh, people that popular to be abated uh and um and, and more importantly it was the vanguard of uh of um of um of genderifying okay my organization was called mothers against police harassment then because we've been around 30 years but uh we tried to tell the people about it but when we got the information we sent it to michael zenzen old panther down in uh, los angeles i met michael a long time ago and uh, he sent it out all over country, all over the, uh, the country. Wow. And, people, and we and we had we made the city of Seattle rewrite the they they had signed the MOU. We made them rewrite the MOU. I uh, uh, we made we made them write another one because it was a million dollars, and the police department was going to get eight hundred thousand, and wow. the community was only going to get two hundred thousand. See there. And so and, and and so, but it was the beginning. And I tried to organize black people, but they did not believe that this liberal city that white people would do that. And, and for time and time again, we miss it, see. And we then a lot of the houses, when make, their parents we died. We don't understand investments. We don't, that's the area I think we are lacking in right. terms of how to, we know how to make it. And a lot of money passes through our communities and even goes out into other communities. Uh, we buy everybody's everything. We buy it. If it's trendy, we're going to be the first in line to get it. But we don't know how to uh, invest in long-term long uh, generational no, no, wealth. No, no uh, we do wealth not. Wealth that yes. uh, we can pass on to generations so that they don't keep starting at point zero. And particularly for LGBTQIA people who may be listening, it's so important that we understand that. Whereas we may not have family members, we may not, we may die, and there's no one there for us in terms of children to take care of our, uh, to take care of us or to provide for us. And so, you know, when money talks, people walk, right? Right. Yeah. Let's take a break and come right back until we can finish this up and okay. add some other things. You listen to the Mothers Justice Show on 11:50 a.m. KKNW. I'm your host, Rem Walden. We'll be right back. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact drkworkshops at gmail.com or Facebook, Dr. K's Abundance. 
The Mother's Justice Show is brought to you by H.G. Walden and the Virtues Healing Circles. Join us for Wisdom and Wellness with Reverend Walden, a monthly virtual and in-person healing circle that focuses on community healing and growth. Learn more at VirtuesHealing.com. That's VirtuesHealing.com. Also, be sure to join our healing group on Facebook. Again, visit us at VirtuesHealing.com today. Real people, real life, real radio. Alternative Talk, 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. You know it's my joy to be on there. You know I love radio, and I want to thank Market Shoes, I, 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 Market Street Shoes, I, for supporting Mother's Justice Show this uh, uh, this uh, this quarter. Thank you so much uh, uh, to all the great people out there. Bring my guests back on uh, uh, Beatitude, uh, 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 and as my guest, I, I and with the uh, Unity Ministry. Fellowship ministry that's been around for a while and they're worldwide. So we were talking about uh, ownership uh, uh, and uh, and what it takes to uh, to own a piece of property and and keep that little piece of America. <laughs> I, I I do think sometimes that we have a problem with that because of being uh, we we have not healed our energy our ancestor energy from being slaves. I mean I I, I think that's a deeper problem. That's a spiritual a problem that has not been uh, healed. I mean, because people are people ran off the land. I mean, so many things happened. They got burned out when they tried to get something. I mean, so I think it's another issue. But I want you to continue to talk about your line, of, uh, your idea about 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 making hot sure people can have some piece of the rock. Sure, absolutely. And I think a part of that is not knowing what government programs are available for new home buyers and these kinds of things. And so I particularly want uh, LGBTQIA people to understand the importance of early investments, to understand uh, uh, that there are many programs that are still available that can help new homeowners uh, purchase property, um, that it's important for us as a people, it's important for our justice um, uh, movement as we move forward in the world. Um, I think that those are, are very key and important elements. Um, sure, people are leaving these larger cities and or going into the suburbs and whatnot. But I think it's important to say that we're from the Nile River, okay? So we've always been people who were where the wealth is and where the main uh, vein of need is. And so um, I think that we need to think twice about giving up some of our herbal urban dwellings uh just because they have a strip mall in every little city that sells the same thing does not necessarily mean that's good for us as community no it's not people. no it's not and i don't you know, i don't know that it's good for us to split up and split out so no, thinly right because right. we've always had a collective voice which has been the source of our power and the source, source right. of our justice and so i wonder if there is a um an idea in someone's head or some people's head to get us to splinter out. Well, that's what David Hoover said. I mean, it really it goes back to what he talked about. He said, should never let a, another messiah come to, uh, 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 around. I mean, all of this is part of the plan. Uh, uh, and also in, in, in France, poor people live in the suburbs because our resources follow, follow uh, Caucasians. And the more they come back to the cities, uh, uh, the more the resources is going to come. So the resources in some of the counties and some of the other areas are going to dry up, see. So it's That's a right. trick. 
That's right. That's a trick. To get you out there and, you know, you're out there. And then when things dry up, particularly as we have global warming and things become more scarce, right? So who stands to lose first? Who stands to lose? That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. mm -hmm. At least some of the native people, although the reservations are not great, but at least they got something out of having the whole continent. They have Mm -hmm. something. Uh, uh, and, and, and that's not available for us. And so our strength is in unity. Our strength is together. I mean, I was raised in segregation, never had a white teacher in my life and never had a new book. I mean, like Hidden Figures, if you saw that movie about right. Hidden Figures, Catherine Johnson, you know, I graduated right, right, in 1960. Right. So, so I came along at a different time when you were black and you were excellent and you was, you was expected to be smart. No, you mm. will have your homework, okay? If not, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell your mama, okay? And if that don't do, <laughs> I'm going to tell your daddy. Okay, so <laughs> that just was it. You know, what no yes. excuses. If you just yes. do it right, you gotta write, write your paper a hundred times. Okay. So another time for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think those are the areas that we really need to focus on, getting those messages out to our people, helping to understand. And you're right, the, those times where because it's still not too late, uh, there's still uh my mother was born in 1929. She owns her home. She's been there for 50 years. And, oh, and bless her and, heart. Yeah. Bless and so, heart. you know, this whole idea of of a reverse mortgage where you're not leaving right. anything yes, yes, to, yes, your, yes, yes, yes. to That's your a children real or you're That's being right. driven out of your homes that, right. you know, uh, people worked hard to purchase. I think That's we right. just need to think twice about those trends and how those trends impact our collective voice. That's right, exactly. Because in absence of the collective voice, Voice. how are we going to be represented? How are we going to expect it to be represented? That's that's right. And and, and only individuals don't make it in America, groups do. There you go. I mean, really, truly. I mean, and and if you're not part of a group, uh, you can be an individual all you want to. I mean, it does not work in a system that recognizes groups. And we're the only group that's now that has been encouraged to be individuals. And when you well, became the black an African American, they can play a major role. They can play a major role in right. helping to uh, uh, get uh, financial literacy as a program mm-hmm. within their church. Uh, we need to stop collecting offerings and doing nothing tangible with those offerings. That's right. Um, That's right. And, you know, and and as members of churches, we need to start demanding things right. of our leaders that we know will advance our people. So members have a, a very strong influence on leadership within the church. And I think that, you know, gone are the days where we sit idly by and watch these baskets collected with uh, (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars and we say nothing other than at at the dinner table. So we need to really rise up and hold our leadership accountable uh, and particularly the institution that is still around and and certainly in the South, maybe not so much in the North, but certainly in the South has a very strong voice to this very day. We need to start demanding that things uh, that we look to these institutions to aid our people in keeping their property and, and learning and understanding the importance of our collective voice. And those are things, items that are very near passionate to me. But, and also, you know, I agree with all of that, but also turn from that Wednesday night Bible study into homework study. There you go. Homework there study. You go. That, there you because, go. Because really and truly, if you're going to be in church on Sunday, Wednesday, and Saturday and Sunday again, well, the child needs to be, they need to be, you know, if, if, if you're going to have a reading, 
Well, let them, if you're going to have them reading Bible study, well, let, let them read the, the old, uh, the Hebrew scripture so they can learn how to read them hard words. I mean, well, really well, truly, well, if our kids well, are not reading, they're not going to well, make it. Well, don't get me started on that because, you know, how many times can you be taught the same lesson over and over and over again? And if you don't <laughs> learn it, if you don't learn it by now, now. and you don't know it by now, you're That's not going because, to learn it, okay? So, you know, if you're going to teach me the same scriptures over That's and right, over and over, over, and over again, and, over again. And, right. and I don't get it, then maybe there's something that I can't relate to as it relates to those scriptures. And you're right. We might try teaching another uh, lesson on Wednesday night, and maybe we'll do the Bible on Sunday, and we do the do uh, financial literacy or and, and homework. All of that. Let the, let, let, that, let these children, because we know if they're not reading by the third grade, the boy is going to be dropped out. He's going to be out of high That's school right. by ninth grade, and they're going right. to be locked up. Okay, so That's not right. reading is a not having your child reading by the first grade is a trick. And then it's a trick that your child is not going to make it. Okay. So you got to send them reading. So I agree with that. So yeah, let's turn them into, let's turn those classrooms, uh, uh, the, 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 those uh, Bible studies into <laughs> classrooms on Wednesday night. There I'll vote go. for I that. Like that. Okay. I don't have a church, but I'll vote for that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I see we uh, only have a few minutes left. So yeah, I would like to so say that, that uh, okay. if folks want to reach out to us, uh, we are at uh, Unity Fellowship church movement uh, our website is unity fellowship church movement los angeles and you can go there and find us and uh you know if you're looking for a fellowship in your city or in your area uh just give us a call and and we'd love to uh see what we can do uh particularly for the lgbtqia community and don't give up young people we, don't don't, don't let don't let the noise scare you because That's there right. are people who hear your cries in silence. That's right. We, we are defending and 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 God is raising those voices so That's leaders right. like myself can hear it and respond. All right. Well, this has been wonderful. I'm sure I'll have you back again. And we have a podcast that will be posted a little later on for all the people who might wanted to catch it and didn't catch it when uh, when we're live. So that's going to be available. Thank you so much. Uh, it was uh, a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Are you listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 11:50 a.m. KKNW? I'm your host, Reverend Walden. We'll catch you next time. Thank you.